Welcome to Watch Our Crappins, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just love to talk about. I'm Ben Mantelker. Joining me is the wonderful, hilarious, and sweet Ronnie Karam. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Ben. What you doing, baby? Oh, I'm just hanging out here with you, talking, getting ready to talk some Real Housewives of Potomac. What about you? I'm just chilling, excited to be here. Wonderful Monday. Wonderful Monday. Uh, tonight, of course, is Take a Seat Night on Spotify Green Room on that app. Go if you listen to this in time. Come join us. Uh, that's available. We do that every Monday at ten o'clock on the East Coast, seven o'clock on the West Coast, and that's where we talk about you know mainly almost entirely Bravo. Sometimes some other stuff. We talk about Bravo stuff. We talk, and then you guys talk. We all talk together. It's really, 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 really fun. And in fact, um, uh, every episode that we do gets put on to demand on Spotify. So just uh, if you ever miss some, you can always do a search for Take a Seat. But uh, we want you to come live and participate and listen because we actually have so much fun. Last week's was uh, absolutely amazing. That was such a fun episode. We talked almost the entire time about Jen Shaw. It was great. So come join us for that. And of course, go to watchacrappens.com to make sure you get tickets to our live shows. We're going everywhere. We want to see you. We want to see you in Nashville. We want to see you in St. Paul, Minnesota. We want to see you in Denver. We want to see you in San Francisco and San Diego, everywhere. There's so many more cities than just those. Those are just some that off the top of my head. Watchercrappens.com to get tickets. And of course, lastly, be sure to sign up on Patreon, patreon.com slash watchercrappens. You get access to our weekly bonus episode. This week, we are going to break down Countess Luann's Christmas video. I think you're going to want to hear our thoughts on that. And then, of course, we do twice a week, we do Crappens on Demand which is where you can watch us. And we did Salt Lake City on demand, and we're going to do uh, Girls Trip Part 3 on demand. So um, we want you to be part of all these things. Be part of it. That's all. That's all I've got to say on that front. How do you feel, Ronnie? Good. I'm ready to rumble, baby. Ready to rumble. Potomac Reunion Part 3. Let's do it. Let's do her band. Okay, so here we are. We could do it previously, but guess what? This is a four-hour reunion. So we're not going to do that. Okay. Yeah. There. Yeah. So we ended with Wendy's big, rehe- not rehearsed at all line, where um, she's saying, you said, how could you say that a woman does a tummy tuck just to keep a man? You had a whole tummy tuck. Did you keep Jamal? And then it's like, dun, dun, dun. And so when we come back, Wendy's like, what type of woman are you to say that a woman gets surgery to keep a man? You had a whole tummy tuck. Did you keep Jamal? And then we all say, dun, 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 dun. dun. Even though we just saw that five seconds ago. And listen, in Giselle's defense, which, again, I really hate that Wendy's making me defend Giselle at all. um, She didn't say it worked. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. She she didn't say it was a successful thing. So Giselle basically is like, well, I just had my babies. Ah, that's why I had a tummy, tummy tuck. Ah, and I didn't do it for a man. Ah. So Wendy was like, well, why would you rather, why would you think another woman would have plastic surgery for a man? But that's, but that, by the way, that's the whole point. 
It's not, she didn't say, Giselle never said she did it for a man. She was wondering, she was saying, I hope she didn't do this for a man. I, she's basically saying, is this whole like change in demeanor and the all this and stuff, is this, is she feeling insecure about these rumors? Which is different, you know, but Wendy is taking it like she said, oh, you're only doing this because you can't keep your man, which is not what Giselle was actually saying. Well, similar, right? Because Giselle is saying that she did it because the husband is following all these Instagram hoes. And so maybe she's trying to keep up with the hoses by like, you know, keeping her surgery up. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I'm with you. Giselle didn't say that technically, but that said, I think Wendy's wrong on this tiny little point, but I think that she's right on the whole thing, which is Giselle is an asshole for bringing this on camera behind her back. Well, either way, Wendy was like, I'm having my titties done because I had three kids. And Mia says, well, did you get your ass done because you had three kids? She says, I sure did because my ass was flat. I had nothing. Yeah. And shut up, Mia. Okay. So who are you to have surgery shame anybody? Yes. I, <laughs> who cares? So then Giselle's just tilting her head because she's over this. So Andy's like, Wendy, Peter from Puita's Brew wants to know why you it's went so brutal. hard on Giselle. Sorry, I was uh, still Wendy. <laughs> Wendy, Peter from Peter's Brew wants to know why you went so hard on Giselle and Robin at the whiskey chasing, but not Ashley. Ashley was the one who brought the rumors up and not Robin at all. Um, Excuse me. Ashley is the one who brought those rumors up to Wendy's face. Robin and Giselle had been talking about it off camera and they can sit here and pretend they weren't or on camera without Wendy and they can sit here and pretend they're innocent, but we all see the show, sir. Yeah, and so, you know, Wendy says basically like, you know, that's the sort of person that I am. I don't beat around the bush. I go straight to the snake and chop its head off. So we're talking about a snake in a bush. And I know it's two different metaphors, but I'm painting a picture of my backyard, okay? So she says that she got mad at Robin because Robin had actually texted her about the rumor in January uh, to be like, did you hear about this? And then she's like, well, why didn't you stick up for me as a friend? So Rob Robin's like, no, I had no idea what Ashley had said to you whatsoever. I had no idea. So like, because that rumor came from a non-credible blog that I didn't believe, like, I, you know, I like, I didn't believe it. And so then when the when you, when you said like there was a rumor, I thought it had to be something new because you had, and your energy was pointed towards Giselle, but it was pointed towards me. It wasn't just Giselle, it was pointed towards me too. And I had no idea. Basically, Robin is saying that like the reason why she was asking what is this rumor it was she wasn't playing dumb she thought that there was another rumor because it had already been like two months since the first rumor robin is full of absolute shit you contacted wendy you'd already talked about it so in all of these scenes when giselle keeps bringing it up why didn't you say i've already talked to her about that it's stupid it has nothing to do with that she's fine she laughed it off robin is acting like this was whole new information this whole season and now she's trying to play it off like, what? I didn't understand what you were talking about. Full of it. Full of it, ma'am. So Wendy's like, because you pointed out a text that explicitly stated that the woman was, and then she whips out her FedEx Kinko's ad. She's like, <laughs> Huge. The, that no one saw you know. somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sent me this on January 3rd. And Giselle just rolls her eyes. And she goes, I'm leaving. How wacka. <laughs> Did you really spend money on that? So and Wendy Karen goes, go on, go on, Professor. Mm, go on, <laughs> Professor. <laughs> there's only one rumor. There's only one rumor. Like, and she said, Do you think that you and your bestie don't know about the rumor? So Rob is like, Can I talk? Can I talk? Can you stop cutting me off? We talked about the rumor. The blog is not credible. And so basically, Robin's trying to reiterate that she thought. Wendy was upset about a new rumor and Wendy is not hearing this. Whether you believe it or not, Wendy's just not even 
giving it the time of day. So uh, Robin is getting mad because she's trying to explain herself. And then Andy is like, I mean, I don't know if this really counts as evidence. It's just a giant <laughs> poster. So weird. I like, I like that Andy is completely just dismissing this because Wendy is being kind of ridiculous. But I also like that she's sticking to her guns against Robin because Robin trying to brush it off is bullshit. Like you were talking to Giselle about the rumor and how are you going to tell her? So when she comes in pissed that she heard the rumor, how are you going to act like you thought it was a different rumor? You're but full of it. Also, I'm why didn't she say, is this a new rumor? <laughs> right. It's, right. So Robin's like, yeah, it was incredible. So um, she's like, well, I don't get why you were fired up about a rumor. You know, she wasn't fired up about the rumor. She's pissed that you brought it onto television behind her back. You a-hole. That's why she was pissed at that thing. So Robin so Andy, goes. Well, oh, first Andy's like, well, I don't think this is the evidence you think it is, Wendy. And Wendy just laughs at him. Yeah. He goes, he goes, I think it's just like a big game of telephone. Uh, you know, like she thought it was a different rumor. And then there's some things that were maybe misunderstood. And Cameron's like, oh, I know about the game of telephone. Every time my telephone rings, I have to go running down to my kitchen and get a disc to untangle that cord and be like, hello, who's this? I love that game of telephone. I'm so glad they call it a game of telephone these days and not a game of can tied to a string. You know, that just really didn't have the same ring to it, Andy. I also enjoy playing a game of fax machine. That's fun where you have to send a, <laughs> send a fax, but sometimes I forget my cover sheet and that's always hilarious. I'll tell you a rough game, the game of fire signals. Mm, that was a tough one. Game of laser discs. Well, you have to put in a laser disc and you have to wager whether you put it in the right side. Up, up, side one or side two? You never know the outcome. Well, I'll tell you what I didn't appreciate. The game of Blu-ray. Hmm? <laughs> Poor Ray. Hmm? That disc wished Ray dead. Blu-ray. Hmm? <laughs> so Robin's like, I don't lie. And Karen goes, no, she doesn't. Oh, you know what? I'm going to take that back because that could be used against me. I want to still have the option to call her a liar. <laughs> One thing that never had lies. Surrey ham, Andy. Surrey ham. And he's like, well, Chattanooga from Choo Choo says, Robin, if you were really concerned, you would have taken it directly to Wendy and not the other woman. Thank you, Chattanooga. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So Giselle's like, well, I had planned on it. Uh, but then when we got to Williamsburg, uh, the dinner went left, uh, mainly because I said she wasn't a woman of substance. Uh, and I said <laughs> to Ashley, I'm not going to say a word to Wendy uh, because I'm not the one. Uh. But you had been bringing it up for weeks, okay? You should have had a scene with her at the very start of the season. But instead, you did it behind her back half the yeah. season to spread it as wide as you could, ma'am. So <laughs> Andy's like, well, if she had pulled you aside on camera and brought it up, well, that isn't better, Wendy. I mean, she still would have brought it up on camera. So. Yeah, she says, "Well, it would have been better, and I would have given it would have given him more of a leg to stand on about what she's saying." And Mia's like, "Well, Wendy, if it's false, why are you so upset right now?" And, and just, Wendy's like, "You know, she's like." That's my sweetie, okay? That's my Idris Elba. And that's my response. That's my husband's reputation you're talking about there. She goes, well, you can't be mad at her for being a good friend to you. Because that's her response. And she's like, yes, I can. Why are you even talking? And she just waves her off. And Andy is like, Charles from Chocolate Factory A says, but what about the children? Oh, my God, the children. And Giselle's like, well, uh, I would think that her children would want to tell their friends, hey, look, these ladies on TV said it's not true. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, she... <laughs> 
what every well, 10 year old really wants to hear from their children <laughs> from their well, children at school well chic from say la vie says wendy why do you think you're exempt when it comes to talking about rumors about your marriage when everyone else on the show has experienced it and ashley's like yeah i mean that's fair everything's fair game i mean whether it's true or not like if that's something we feel is relevant to a conversation i don't know why we would tiptoe around it but you did tip to every Ashley didn't tiptoe around it. Ashley went straight to her to give Ashley credit here. But the rest of them did tiptoe around. And that's why she's mad. So Wendy's mm-hmm. like, but it was calculated. It was the same vlog that said Jamal cheated on Giselle. The same one that said Giselle has the STD. And the fact that she would target me with this without saying on camera, well, this vlog also talked about me shows you calculated. Mm-hmm. Um so and Giselle's just again saying that they didn't they didn't talk about it or whatever. And so um uh they were talking she about says, how we don't talk. Like why would I have talked to you? We don't talk. But they had been shooting, so they had been talking. And Wendy's like, Oh, we don't talk because you said in your interviews that we talked before the show. She goes, Yes, that's true. Why you called me. She goes, Okay, well then what did we say? And Giselle's like, Well, we talked about a lot of things. Ah, we talked about a lot of things. And she goes, So then she brings out another huge prop. This is like not even a normal sized file, is it? It's like some huge file and everyone just groans. And Wendy's like, well, you know, I'm married to an attorney. So I pulled out my gigantic phone records. I called you one time, Giselle. Boom. I called you one time, Giselle. Uh, yeah. And they talked for one minute. And and so Andy goes, wow, we went from the binder to this loose leaf folder. I mean, this is a fall. Wow. I'm like, Andy, stop shaming her. For like, <laughs> for her Manila folder, because we all know a Manila folder means one thing: business, business. She's a businesswoman. So um, <laughs> I love like, that he's prop shaming. He's like, "Wow, we're really going backwards, guys. We need to do bigger and better." Okay, guys. He um, just knows that Nicki Minaj is waiting in the wings, and he just like wants to impress her very much. He's like, "Guys, you can't have a Manila folder out when Nicki Minaj. I mean, Nicki Minaj is definitely not coming today, guys. Just want to remind everyone that she is definitely far." away she's uh in germany right now so far away we'll never be here you'll never see her so um basically to this argument giselle is saying well yes it was one minute because you called me and then i called you right back and i was like okay giselle you're still full of shit but then when you actually see the phone record it's just one line like Wendy's mm-hmm. acting like she's bringing out all these phone records, but then she's only it's like she's copy and pasted one call onto this, which I think yeah. is shady too. So I don't know where to fall on this on this truth meter. <laughs> I don't know if I care enough to fall on the truth meter. I just sort of feel like <laughs> Giselle was shady in bringing it up, but uh, and then um, but I don't think that like, but I also think that like Wendy didn't hear. I think there was there there was something to what Giselle and Robin were saying. And Wendy is was totally like unwilling to hear that. But maybe she's unwilling to hear it because it was also wrapped in shade. So, you know, it's a disaster and it's a disaster that they live in. And we yeah, get to and enjoy. Wendy's trying to do like law moments, like gotcha moments, and they're just not working because no one really cares. <laughs> yeah. Like, even the host of the show is like, nah, I don't think that really did what you wanted. But nice try. So basically everybody's laughing at Andy because he just said, wow, this is a prop comedy fall. And Wendy's like, we talked for 60 seconds godspeed and andy's like well are there any other apologies just generally for wendy so we can move on from giant props okay next there's gonna be a big billboard out here we don't have the room all right and ashley's like well i feel greatly bad that you feel that we were judging you because everything after that took a turn but you feeling that we shamed you for your femininity i apologize for that 
when he's like, thank you. So now it's like, uh, okay, we're going to take a break. And he was like, where's the Tylenol? I need the Tylenol. So uh, now um, we come back from break and Wendy's telling um, Ashley to pat her hair down because it's like puffy or something in the back or, or whatever. She's basically telling her to fix her hair. And so they're all like patting their hair self-consciously. And then, hey, with the case of the COVID blues, Robin, you found yourself sleeping on opportunity and also just literally sleeping. Thanks for that. Thanks for sleeping on camera for us. Great content. Could a live coach wake you up with a business to revive and embellish or something like that? This season, the most boring member of Real Housewives of Potomac is making an entire storyline out of sleeping. So, wow, is it an opportunity to sleep on it or is she sleep numbering or sleep number or sleep yawning? Like you said, sleep 20 times in this intro. Robin (laughs) got you some tickets to see Sleep No More. Hope you enjoy it and take something from it. Robin's finally as bored with herself this season as the rest of us. So then we get a Robin segment and um, we see the scene of Juan being like, I'm not talking about this and leaving. And she's just laughing. She's like, oh, that's funny. (laughs) So he's like, Keanu from his own private Idaho says, Robin, thanks for being honest about COVID depression. But it seems like you were afraid to call it depression. What the F is up with that action? Would you like to take a nap right now, Robin? Um, well, I've always been like a roll off my back kind of person, so I never thought I could be depressed, but there was definitely a depression thing and there and like the seasonal thing is real for sure. And yeah, I guess I was a little depressed. So then, uh, yeah, we got a strong reaction to Juan calling your behavior out, calling it unattractive. My, uh, let's see, let's see, we got, uh, we got Michael D from Potomac says when when Juan said that it was so hot and he could be such a man. I had an erection the entire time. Man, I wanted to rip his shirt off when he yelled at you. What do you say to that, Robin? <laughs> well, he's used to me being the strong one, Andy. And he's like, but personally, it really hurt to see you turn down TJ Maxx and Macy's. I was like, no, come on, Robin. <laughs> and she's like, well, my uh, my item is not high priced enough that I can make a really good profit. So it's really all about e-commerce, Andy. And she's uh, like, oh, she's a millionaire. I'm not really a maxinista. I'm more like a minimumista. That's kind of my vibe. So um, I'm a tired anista, Andy. Okay? <laughs> what about Steinmart? Anything? No. Ross. Oh, I love him. He's so funny. Remember when he was an intern? Oh, God, you really are in trouble. So did you pay me your house with that money, the hat money? And she's like, well, I paid my taxes and I paid the down payment for my home. And he's like, can I go number two in your house? Oh, God, I just made a poop joke. I can't believe it. Karen, wow. is, so, Karen is so confused. They cut to her and be like, number two? What is that? Well, what, what do you make that's number two? Is that like a second rate candle with a one wick? Is that what number two is? Yeah, Karen's just thinking of the two cheeseburgers meal. Uh, <laughs> Double wobble with cheese. Commercials. Here comes one right now. Well, so will you get married next to you, Robin? And she's like, oh, I hope so. But everybody's just pausing, like they're so bored with this. You know, and yeah. this is 
poor Robin gets stuck in sec in episode three, which is like notoriously going to be the most boring, right? It's always the middle episode and it is. And so uh, he asks everybody if they believe that she'll get married again. And everyone's so bored that no one even answers at first. <laughs> He's like, anybody, come on. And Candace is like, well, I mean, if you're going to get married, I need to see you trying to like get money from your mom. I mean, come on, like, <laughs> you need to do something to show us. She's like, well, I'm just excited that we've recommitted our relationship. Um, you know, we're just sort of at that place right now where he likes to roll a window up on my arm. And I'm like, hey, you know, <laughs> but, you know, we're going to get married eventually. Well, why is Michael always saying they're never going to get married, Ashley? And she's like, well, he's one of the thought that if they've been together this long, why would they get married? He is a he, he's sort of of the mindset. Like, why would why would Juan marry Robin when there's like a beautiful Beautiful man waiting for him on the high res with supple skin and knobby fingers. <laughs> There's a man standing at the edge of a volcano holding a ring. I mean, why would he marry why would he marry Robin? <laughs> um, and Ashley's hair is still sticking up in the back, which cracks me up because Ashley doesn't even care. When she was when Wendy was trying to help her, she's like, Wendy, I don't really care. She's like, Okay then. So Andy's like, Well, you had a big fight about his uh, you know, fatherhood the first time what happened with that robin she's like he drove back drove back oh my god i love that song drive back drive back <laughs> and I said, yeah he was upset he's always upset when i bring it up and i'm like i'm not gonna not bring it up maybe that's why i sleep so much that way i don't have to bring it up so i'm gonna just continually remind him over and over again and he's like so you still gonna have a, are you open to having a baby she's like, Yes, I'm open until I'm 43. He's like, and how old are you now? 42. And when do you turn 43? Tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, the husbands are next. We're taking a 10-minute break. Ah, oh, let's all go number two and wrap up house. Metaphorically, everybody. Metaphorically. So Andy's walking down the hallway really awkwardly. And then he opens a hotel room door. And it's, hi, Andy. <laughs> it's Nicki Minaj. So um, he's like, so we've been shooting for hours. We're all a little ragged. Okay. Is there uh, anyone when you walk out there who should be like, uh-oh. Like, mm, possibly Ashley. Like when she brought out her out, that, but, you know, when she brought out her butt out of that house with the breast milk to read someone about the husband of family, I was like, I wasn't like really feeling that. Yeah, I wouldn't have a nanny, Andy. It's almost that if I talked to Candace about her music, she would take it the wrong way, Andy. He's like, well, like, you're allowed to take sides, not like me, who just totally told Wendy that her prop comedy was lame. So you're allowed to say things like that. She goes, oh, yeah, so you better tell everybody that Andy said it was okay, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I just want to say that when um, Nikki said she's going to, like, talk to her about the – when she said she's going to talk to Candace about her music and that Candace might be sad or take it the wrong way, which is LOL. I mean, she's going to come hard for Candace. They cut to Candace sitting on the couch going, maybe. We can fall in love. <laughs> I think she's a little okay. sad, Andy. <laughs> okay, bye. So he leaves, and then the husbands, well, some of the husbands come out. You've got G, Ray, who looks like he's just sleepwalking at this point. Yeah. Uh, you've got Eddie, who you know is not going to be allowed to speak. Chris, who's drunk and carrying a drink. So I guess they weren't just putting that all in editing. No, I yeah. Guess, I guess Chris really is teetering on the edge there. And also wearing a uh, Deep Space t-shirt, which is Candace's album. Uh, so he's wearing her tour t-shirt. 
God, so, every time I see that, I just see a bad hair poster. I'm sorry, okay? I was like, wow, I love that B-movie. It's a great film. <laughs> so Andy's like, Raymond Uger, as I live and breathe. Ray, would you say you and Karen are still in the honeymoon phase? He's like, yeah, I would say we're still in the honeymoon phase. Uh, definitely not the Florida phase, that's for sure. Ha, 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 Andy, do you get confused for Audrey Selma all the time? And he's like, yeah, all the time, Andy. All the time. God, that was funny. I was say it again. Yes, Andy. <laughs> it's hilarious. So then Giselle goes, that ain't no Idris. Yeah. And then Andy's like, and who's with us? Is, is it Gordon G or Daddy G? And Gordon sort of was like, ha, ha. he's like, I have no idea what he's asking me. So Chris is just drinking in the, in the corner and Andy says, Chris, are you repping your, your repping your, your, your wife's t-shirt? That's pretty cool. Like, I always do, Andy. I always do. Okay. And then uh, Michael, Michael's not here because he has a condition. No one has reunionitis. You know, look at see Wendy. That's called upping your game. All right. Uh, and uh, she's like, I swear, I swear, he gets sick every year. I mean, I think he might actually have pneumonia. Like he's actually, I think he's actually dying. But I was like, eh, I'm gonna show a TV show instead. So I don't know. We'll see what happens when I get home. Maybe there'll be a corpse. So then Candace's phone rings and she answers it, which as if she had not texted Dorothy. Now. By the way, she could clearly text Dorothy in the break, right? And she's like, Oh my yeah. god, I can't believe it's my mother calling in. So she answers, and she's like, hi, Mom. Hi, Candace! <laughs> and, she's like, and then she's like, Mom, say hi to everyone. Oh, hi, everyone. You all having a good time? Did you burn the house down? So uh, Andy takes the phone, and he's like, no, come on. You had a good time with that video shoot, didn't you? She goes, it was nice, Andy. <laughs> and he's like, any regrets about your line of questioning? And so we see the clips of, of her shit-talking Chris to everybody. And she says, no, because she was just there. And everybody was just asking her all these questions. And he's like, well, you were being, you you were just being chatty. Have you apologized to your son-in-law's face? She's like, uh, no, but uh, not to his face. Probably in any other part of his body. But I will, I will do that, you know, give it a, like 10 years or so. Yeah. I mean, I've called him sorry. But, <laughs> and Andy's like, do you think he's all that? And she's like, oh, I guess Andy, that'll be fine, Andy. I'll say sorry. And he's like, all right, then. So then um, he just basically hangs up. So then he's like, so they say behind every great housewife is a great husband. Who says that? That I is know. not the truth either. So whoever says that, you're a damn lie. Stop saying that. Yeah. But in this case, behind every great housewife is a... Mediocre husband. And this season, the men got a chance to shine. The guys got the party started and proved that GVO ain't nothing but a G thing. So now we, we see like clips of GVO, GVO, and then we come back and it's like, Gordon, how was the experience for you in general? And he's like, you know, uh, overall it was actually like very good. I made up my mind. I'm just going to enjoy the experience and support my beautiful wife. Cool. Hey, uh, you can stop uh, licking your lips when you look at me. It's creeping me out a little bit. Okay, cool. <laughs> Bella from the other one says 
Gee, are you always like that when you get some drink in you? <laughs> because Ashley got pretty upset with your behavior. And Ashley, why were you upset? Because we've seen your husband act a million times worse. And she's like, um, I'm sorry, let's rewind. My husband has never been overtly sexual with anyone in this group. <laughs> and he goes, well, he did say he would suck Juan's dick. I mean, that's sexual. <laughs> and Ashley's like, well, did Juan have a problem with that? I mean, it was a joke. <laughs> she says, you know, whatever... You know what happened with Karen? Karen perceived G different than Michael. And Karen's like, well, you know, I knew it was harmless. And Giselle's like, yes, well, that was the whole point. Duh. Michael has never licked his tongue at anyone or pussy popped at anyone. Michael is a gentleman. Nah. <laughs> Giselle, who's tried to bring Michael down with good cause, by the way, every single reunion is now pretending that Michael is some like virtuous golem. <laughs> instead yeah. of the pig she's always said just to go against G. And then, of course, they show a flashback of him squeezing uh, Andrew's ass from season one. And so Mia's like, well, if you guys had a problem with G, why didn't you address it then and there? Which is really not the that's not the the takeaway. Isn't this what we've learned going through the past few years? Like a lot of times people like don't feel comfortable addressing these things in the situation. Like that's that was not I don't think that's a great moment for our resident like CEO boss bitch. (laughs) Like that's not a great human resource moment for her. So everyone wasn't there when he did the tongue thing at Karen. Wasn't it just like Karen and Mia who were there? And then as far as the other stuff, Ashley did discuss it right there, Mia. So be quiet. So Ashley's like, well, when it came to what happened in the back of the bus, that's where I had a problem. And she's like, well, I had no intentions of hurting your feelings. And for that, I apologize. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, thanks. That's nice. I'm not used to that. Thanks, G. And your hair is fucked up. I don't care. (laughs) And just like. Hey, uh, I'm going to need you to retract that apology so you guys can fight for about 10 more minutes because uh, Nikki is behind the makeup. I mean, Nikki died. She's dead, everyone. Nikki Minaj dead, so she will definitely not be here. Okay. Um, so why doesn't Juan ever show up for you, Robin? That's what Lucy from Ethel wants to know. And Robin's like, well, because he has a job and he can't just not show up. And Wendy's like, well, I can't speak for everyone's husband, but my husband has a job and he takes off work. And she's like, well, it's different for a black man in a white dominated industry like coaching. I thought this was a, a silly thing for Wendy to be to be barking not barking but like going up the wrong like barking up the wrong tree about like i thought that like like why is when he be like well my husband has to, it's hard for him to take off time it's hard for, and, you know it's like of course i don't know i, th- I thought this was a strange thing because I, I i can actually imagine that it is difficult if you're like leading a group of people you know yeah, uh, you can't just be like oh i'm sorry i can't coach today <laughs> yes yeah. i'm gonna i'm going to a housewives event for robin um yeah wendy you know i think wendy is in the right for most of this season for what she's mad at but she just has such a like what is this what are you trying to prove that one yeah, that's that's i mean that's i like, agree <laughs> i'm like what is this what is this proving right here and so right, Rob- she's kind of losing the reunion but she should be winning it because i think she was in the right most of the season but she's definitely losing she looks like an ass at this point i mean robin just talked about depression and everyone's feeling bad about you know how juan has treated robin and now you're gonna come be like well, your husband sucks and my husband's great yeah like she's sort of implying that juan is trying to hide from something it's like mm. You know, Juan has not had some great moments this season, but I think I'm gonna, I'm, I'm willing to, to like, I'm willing to give it to him that he's got a, 
He's got a coach. So Robin is like, yeah, you can ask any person married to a coach and they'll say that the, we sacrifice our personal lives for their success. And Andy's like, Jen Shaw. And then I was so sad that poor Sharice didn't get mentioned because that was her whole thing was that she was married to I know. an unavailable coach. He skips coach. to a whole other show to, <laughs> to bring up an example instead of bringing up Sharice. Sharice just like hoverboards behind them in that little <laughs> cemented section like, is that a pun? I mean, if anything, Sharice is actually the better example. That's a person, example of someone who did have to sacrifice everything to the detriment of her marriage. Yeah. So um, Chris is like, hey, Chris, what's the status of your husbandering? And can we retire that phrase? I hate saying husbandger. And he's like, y'all, hey, you know what? Y'all made too much of that. Okay. I don't match Candace's career because you have to have a career to manage. Okay. So Candace, <laughs> with her going through her MBA program, like she needs time to study and her day starts at 3 p.m. and she goes until 6 a.m. And like with music, everyone's calling for contracts and being like, no, thank you. We don't want to sign you. Please stop harassing Mr. L.A. Reed, you know, all that kind of stuff. And like, you know, honestly, I'm a glorified secretary. I was like, thank you. Thank you for <laughs> you're an assistant. You're an assistant. Well, why did Dorothy roll her eyes when she said she's never paid a bill with your name on it? And he goes, you know what? First of all, I love my mom, but, you know, she she said I quit my, my job and I've never quit a job and I've never had a convo with her about my financial status. She only knows from blogs and her daughter. Because she's paying those bills, sir. Yeah. And he's like, well, how would you characterize uh, the relationship with your mom, Candace? And she's like, well, before it was surface. And now I just have no idea, Andy. And he's, you know, he's like, well, she doesn't seem to think he owes an apology. And Chris is just like doing that laughing too hard, but not yeah. really laughing thing. Very like, toothy. <laughs> Andy, yeah, that's fine, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fine, and you're not okay. Okay. Well, are you anything like your mom? I mean, we know the answer because you're a terror. And she says, "I'm, I'm a lot like my mom." And the beauty about being outside of her is that I can, I can see things that I don't like about her, and I can, you know, not do those things. But I can also see lots of great qualities that I do want to emulate. And I love you, mom. And I'm not saying. I'm not saying I don't like you, so so please, please, please don't stop sending the payments. Thank you. Yeah. So then um, they talk about the Mia thing. Mia saying, well, how would you like it if your husband, you knew your husband was passing my salad in the kitchen? My boss bitch. And um, we've already been through this, but Mia's like, oh, I didn't even tell you, G, so I'll refresh you. She called me handsome, so I said, how would you like to know your husband was tossing my salad? But I retracted and apologized. But you called me handsome. You know, uh, it's kind of funny. I mean, uh, I don't remember if it was, it was our friend who texted us this or if I read it somewhere. But, like, all of Candace's insults to Mia are kind of, like, vaguely... Vaguely in a transphobic space, right? Like she's always trying to be like a hand. They're not vague her. at all, right? It's okay, not vague at all. It's straight up. Like she's calling her handsome, just saying big feet. She's sort of like implying that she's like manly and mannish, and therefore lesser than. It's like I feel like Candace hasn't really been clocked about that yet, and I think um, I think that's a whole new world of clocking that we could do. Yeah. And Mia's like, but I was responding to you saying handsome. And then Candace is like, yeah, but you're so petty. I mean, you took a picture zooming in on my feet. Oh, really? That was petty? You'd been calling her Bigfoot all season. I know. <laughs> I love that that's what that's what bothers Candace. Like, you, t you were <laughs> obsessing on my feet. It's like, bitch, 
you're the one who spent this entire reunion saying uh, retaliation, retaliation. Like, you know, I never start things, but like, if you like, if you come for me, I will. It's like, well, guess what? You came for Mia, and she retaliated literally about the things that you're making fun of. Commercials. Here comes one right now. Yeah, and then Wendy's like, well, I think it's weird as a married woman that you said that Eddie can't even make eye contact with you because I don't know whose eyes I've ever seen in this group. I've never looked at a man in the eyes of this group because all I need is my man. And blah, blah, blah. She starts going on. It's like, not about you, Wendy. Yeah, like, congrats on your first chair, okay? But you can drop the clarinet because it's not the solo at the moment, ma'am. <laughs> She's doing klezmer. She's like... And she's just going, and she's like, you're insecure, you're insecure. I'm, un- I'm insecure when you're out here lying. He tossed you sad, he tossed you sad, he tossed you sad, he tossed you. I'm like, Wendy, oh my God, I don't, I don't even understand what you're going on and on about. Also, I have to say, I think it's hilarious on this show that they, there's been like five times where they've just blatantly made up stuff just to shade people. And they're like, oh yeah, I made that up just to be funny. <laughs> so many times. <laughs> and then we get a commercial of Kyle and Dorit doing a TikTok ad, which is really weird. Like TikTok, is this the is this the audience you're going for? The Kyle and Dorit fans? <laughs> well, it's better than the Kyle and Faye Resnick uh, TikTok ad that I saw. It's what was be. that one about? Kyle had like an arrangement, like a, some sort of floral arrangement. And she was like, my thing is resin. Or she said something about resin and fish. I don't know. I, honestly, That's I just this was. this one is. She's oh, like, I think oh my was... God, look at my shoes. Um, I did hydro dipping. And she's like, uh, what's that to hydro dip? She goes, well, you put spray paint in a cup and then you dip your shoes. What do you spray paint the shoe then? No, you dip the shoe. No, you spray paint it. Is that what you're saying? No, you dip it. Oh, you dip it. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, great. That is like two people your age looking at TikTok, actually, how <laughs> that you say it. <laughs> when I dip, you dip, we dip. So Andy is like, hey, Eddie, what was your takeaway with what happened with the rumors about you? Was it brought up in a malicious way? And he's like, um, Wendy, am I allowed to talk? You can have the floor. Okay. I was brought up in a way that it didn't show concern for me and my, oh, it was brought up in a way that it didn't show concern for me and my children. And then Giselle's like, well, I think we've hashed that out to infin- infinitum. Ad infinitum. And Andy's like, oh, do you owe him an apology? And she's like, no, why? I said a million times, I don't believe it. Da. And he's like, so Eddie, what was a girl's trip like? And he goes, well, you know, we didn't speak in an ad nauseum way. Ooh, like, ad nauseum versus... Add, <laughs> add an infinitum battle. <laughs> what is this battle? So then Wendy's like, that's enough, Eddie. Eddie is selfless and giving. He only cares about his family and his children. He's a good person who only looks us in the eye. And that's it, Andy. That is it. <laughs> and he also apparently looks at some girls on Instagram. Okay, Karen, you are a woman of many titles. Grand Dame, ambassador, uh, ambassador, and now twice Mrs. Ray Huger. Let's take a look as you were decorated, celebrated, and let's not forget, vaccinated. So then we get Karen's uh, marriage montage. <laughs> and then um, when we come back, Chris is... Ray says, well, you know, I'm always telling Karen, you don't market yourself enough. And Karen's like, well, if it weren't for Ray, I wouldn't be in Bloomies, HSN, or those little baskets from Knott's Berry Farm with my Surrey Ham, Andy. And, <laughs> I, I uh, love that, by the way, that like, because the question was, why, Ray, did you, um, why did you like push Karen to announce 
that you were doing another installment of La Dame at this like Surrey thing. And he's and he says, I don't I don't think that she markets herself as much as she could. Everything she says is about La Dame. She's like, oh, what a beautiful morning. The sun is shining on my La Dame boxes, which are available at Bloomingdale's and HSM and Knott's Berry Farm. It's like she literally incorporates it into anything she's talking about. I know. I don't think anybody would accuse Karen of not marketing herself enough, except for Ray. Yeah. So uh, Chris is like, I think that's amazing, but I wonder why when it's the other way, when I'm pushing Candace to do things, I'm riding her coattails. Oh, Oh, sorry. I was actually literally sitting on her coattails. So Karen's <laughs> like, you are fucking riding her coattails. Give it up and stop being so drunk and defensive. You look like an idiot. Yeah, I mean, you're literally wearing her T-shirt. So Karen goes, well, I'm totally supportive of you and what you and Candace are doing. And, you know, uh, I always say, like, mind your own business is between you and Candace, okay? If you have an issue about coattails, then might I suggest you become an ambassador of a county of your own? And Andy's like, but Giselle was the one who said things. And Giselle says, well, Ray held it down and was a breadwinner for Karen for years. Uh, that's the missing component with you and Candace. Uh. And he's like, did you all think I fucking lived under a goddamn bridge? Y'all yes. act like I don't do nothing. Yes. Y'all want to perpetuate this narrative that I'm broke, that I yes. came from shit, that I ain't been nothing. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> I hate when he gets like that. He's so ridiculous. So Andy's like, who's doing that exactly? He goes, everyone said that in a roundabout way, right? And so Chris is like, let's talk one second. You know, when Candace and I was dating, I had a house. So I paid rent at her place and our place. But I was not going to pay a mortgage on an investment house for you and your mother until we were married. Oh, wow. Okay. So without anybody asking you, you just come on national TV and admitted that you never fucking paid rent. You never paid rent, sir. You are literally riding on her coattails. Or, at the very least, you've also just admitted that you are terrible with your money. Why do you have a house and paying rent at another place at the same time? Why? 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 Just purposely. No one even asked you, why are you offering that information up? May I, may I interrupt? May I interrupt? Um, from now on, when we talk about Ray being a breadwinner, we, we've revised that to say he is now the ham winner. Surrey ham winner. Thank you very much. We are working on bread, and now that we have Wi-Fi in Surrey, people will be able to look up recipes. Hmm? <laughs> We're making three-wick bread. But Chris goes, but because of that, everyone wants to think this mother-in-law is paying for my life. You just said she was paying for your rent, sir your mortgage so then yeah. andy's like all right well let's go back to surrey um and chris is just rosy cheeked and wasted back yeah. there like not making any point so andy says uh you put surrey on the map karen and she's like well i can report the tourism department is getting calls now so maybe we will get something like um, i don't know a bed and breakfast how are you gonna yes, have well a tourism department <laughs> somewhere where nobody has anywhere to stay I know, I know. Well, well, you know, baby steps, baby steps. Um, You know, we're very excited because the tourism department's getting many phone calls. I mean, went from zero on account that there were no phone calls. But we called up MCI and we said, you better install a phone in that shack. And that's what they did, goddammit. And now we're getting phone calls. And next step is a bed and breakfast and uh, just a bed. And, uh, you know, we're, we're moving forward. And Andy's like, well, did you get married to make Robin jealous, Karen? And she's like, no, I got remarried to make Macy Gray jealous, Andy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I don't like to punch down, you know? So, um, what? hey, what was up with Michael and Juan not winning, wearing their wedding rings? And Robin tells this 
hers is kind of crazy. She goes, oh, well, you know, I've said that early in our marriage, he was an NBA player and, you know, he was under bad influences and everything and he wasn't wearing it. So I eventually sold it because he didn't wear it. I was like, whoa. Everyone's like, whoa. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's dark. Yeah. And Ashley's like, well, Michael doesn't wear his because he has a finger disease called stephutitis. And if he puts it on, it really hurts him. It's it's really only on his wedding finger, um, unfortunately. <laughs> but, you know, it, it inflames and defutitis litis, Andy. Okay. Yeah, he's got Rebecca de Mornayitis. And it's, you know, it's, it's a thing. Look it up. So, so. and he's like. He's like, well, I did love seeing Juan being a peacemaker at the vow renewal. Ashley, you have to admit that Michael is the bigger offender in the feud between the guys. I mean, he's much more rude to Chris and Candace than Chris is to you guys, you know? And she goes, well, I mean, I would say that Michael's beef is not with Chris. It's more about how, you know, aggressively Candace has come for him in the past. Yeah, so he goes for Chris so he can do it man to man. And Chris is like, you know, if I get a good place, you know, with Michael, then we get to a good place. But if not, it's cool. I'm fine. You know what? Like, if you want to pay my mortgage, go for it. You know, what am I going to say about it? (laughs) So then they get a break and Andy's like, listen, everybody, they need to reset. All right. (laughs) Um, And Chris, we just hear Chris go, where's my tequila at? (laughs) Yeah. And, And so then he's like, "Okay, guys, you guys all better because Nicki Minaj is coming. I mean. Uh, I need to have a menage a trois right now because not Nicki Minaj. She's definitely not here. So just step outside for 10 minutes while we wait for someone to walk into the onto the set, okay? And then we see Nikki blonde hair walking down the hall. Like it's they do it like it's a big surprise to us, right? It's literally like the opening face. of like Goodfellas or something, like a long tracking shot of like Nicki Minaj going through the hallways through kitchens, <laughs> like through a lobby, going to Starbucks, coming back, going up the elevator, going to the wrong floor, going down the floor, you know. Yeah, and then they walk around the set, and one of the guys is like, you need to hold my hand because it's a little squishy over here. And she's like, oh, my God, I thought that was real concrete, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I also, by the way, speaking of the, that that flooring, uh, at one point, Andy leaves the set, <laughs> and he it was so funny because they're like it's like fake grass but then there's also fake flagstones within the fake grass and you see andy sort of like hopping from stone to stone as if like the grass is lava <laughs> it was like both very cute and also hilarious he's like can't fold can't touch the grass it's grass <laughs> so everybody comes back and andy says it's been a long season but they saw stuff to do and he needs some tequila so could someone bring him some tequila and then Nicki Minaj. But then you hear like click, 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 click. It's like this clicking sound. Like click, click, click. it sounded like a, like a Jordan that Jordan Spark song where she hear her heels walking. So then uh, she's like, "I'm here, bitches!" And like, ah! They all go crazy. And and Andy goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Nicki Minaj!" As if he's like at the Grammys, but it's just like the crew, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, Nikki, I'm handing you my chair. She's just looking at him like, okay, thanks, go away now. Because he's just like <laughs> hovering, like, wow, lady, look at that. I'm giving her my chair. She's like, my chair, my chair. She's like, All okay, right, go away now, She's like, I know, I'm a store. I'm more famous than you are right now, okay? So you don't tell me what to do. And then she, so then she goes, oh, how are you, ladies? And they're like, hi, Nikki. 
Okay, before we start, y'all, I want to tell you that I wouldn't be here if I didn't love and respect all of you. So I love you from the beginning. And even though I have a job to do, just have fun with it. Okay, these questions are for me and my bobs. So she's like acting like, yeah, this is going to be like totally fun and totally sweet. You guys just have fun with it. We're just going to have a fun time together. All right, Ashley, I love seeing you with your boys, but to me, like, you just had a baby, and you wanted to be home, like, you didn't have no storyline, so is that why you were willing to be Giselle's sidekick and be shady with Wendy? It's <laughs> like, damn. Yeah, she just goes right in. She's, I mean, you didn't lug that breast, that breast milk down there for, for, you know, to start some drama, to, you know, and to be more petty to get more camera time. Is that true? And, and even Candace, all of a sudden, Candace actually has, like, defends Ashley. She goes, well, I mean, I think that she gave birth literally two weeks ago. I mean, then she should have stayed home. It's like, well, she's got to go to work. And she's, and she's like, who, like, like what did she say? She goes, who, Candy Girl? She goes, whoa, Candy Girl. And uh, it's like, dun, 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 next week. And then we see some stuff from next week. But the best is going, all right, Candace, sing. And Candace is like, um, I just, I don't. She's like, do an acapella. And she's like, um, I don't. And Mia's like, you're an artist. Go ahead, do it. And Candace is afraid to sing acapella. It's going to be a huge clusterfuck next week. <laughs> a huge, <laughs> huge. It's going to be so awkward. There could be so many awkward moments. Oh, my God. It'll be. It's going to be interesting. I feel like there'll be so many cringe, cringe moments. Yeah, they're going to really send it out on a high note. Well, that brings us to the end of part three of the reunion. Yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, uh, Again, our schedule this week is that uh, we'll do uh, Ultimate Girls Trip. Uh, episodes two and three over the next two days we're also going to have an interview with darren and liz from um scissoring isn't a thing and also uh then we're gonna finish it up with some dwell hello and winter house the finale will be next week so everyone thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you later Bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Dana C. Dana Do. Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin, Karen McClellan. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nicky Morgan letters. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabuli, it's Annie and Julie. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. She's cheese on a bagel, it's Megan Ragel. Erica, 500 days of summers. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Kristen, the Ruby Rubano. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. <laughs>